In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. Hi everyone, it's November 16th, 2012, and you're listening to episode 60 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. And I'm Maggie. And we're coming to you from our bunker deep below the earth. We are hiding from the Black Friday crazies. And the Twilight fans. So everybody, save a sheep and go below. Once they realize there's no more movies, I don't know what they're going to do. You know, some of our listeners are actually Twilight fans, so... Yes, and we love you guys. Yeah. We are ribbing you. Okay. The Black Friday stuff, though. That yeah, is crazy. the Black Friday That's stuff. That's crazy. We're not <clears throat> kidding about it. I was just telling Maggie earlier that apparently, like, our local PetSmart probably... I mean, I know it's because they're part of a North American chain, and so it probably goes to all the stores in North America, including the Canadian ones. But they had a sign in the door saying, We're opening from set at 7 a.m. on Black Friday. And I'm like, oh... You mean that Friday that's after a perfectly normal Thursday in late November in Canada? Yeah, something like that. But yes, by the time we actually, hopefully I'll get this out, be- this out before Black Friday. So, you know, you'll have something to listen to while you're in line at 4 a.m. freezing, practicing your <laughs> kung fu moves to take out people. I, I don't know if they actually have the finesse of kung fu. I think that's just all out like gorilla style mashup. <laughs> yeah. Every man or woman for themselves. Yeah, that's kind of like a free for all. <laughs> probably pillow fighting's a lot better. You just pick up anything you can and whack the nearest person. Yeah. I forget the wrestling term for the kind of bout where you just put everybody in one ring and then they just have to beat each other up. Thunderdome? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But yes, so the other course the other thing that will come in hand uh, come in handy while you're waiting for stores to open up on Black Friday? Knitting? Yes. Yes. So, Adventures in Knitting. Would you like to go first? I've got a pretty... Well... Ooh. Look at all those beads. Wow. Look at all the damn beads. That is really pretty. I actually had to take back two rows because I'm now at the point so you can almost see it. It's there and there. Mm-hmm. So when I next do these two, a knit together and another knit together this point this will come to a point this well we should explain sort of what it is because no one can see what you're doing maybe yeah well okay so i'm looking at the spine of my dragon shawl Mm -hmm. and the instructions are at the last two rows of one of these bead repeats the reptilian looking spine should come just about to a point right there yeah, right in the middle. And that's when you change to the next, to the edging work. Ooh. So I am plowed through this thing. I did an entire repeat, I think, on the weekend of uh, Remembrance Day. Of course, you know, just sitting in the car letting somebody else do the driving helps. Yeah. Yeah, I am now ready to move on to the edging work, which means Ooh. I am something like 15 rows away. From the end? From the end. Yay! I had anticipated actually doing more repeats, which you can do. Yeah. But to get this to come to its the correct spot, yeah. I was doing all these tabulations and counting out rows forward. Yeah. And going, okay, this isn't going to match up again. Like, constellations are not going to match yeah. for the a while. The stars will not align for this is not gonna another match 20 rows. So you know what? <laughs> we're going to change here. Yeah. And I'm going to be a... It's... it's might just be a repeat shorter. And heck with it. I gotta block this thing. It's gonna stretch. 
Yeah. And it's going to be super pretty. And it's pretty. Like, the more beads that go in it, it's just... It's so sparkly. And I still got beads to put into the edging work, too. We should mention. And this is the... The Battle Weary Dragon Shawl by Mandy's Moon. Yeah, M-A-N-D-Y-Z. And I always link that in the show notes, by the way. I'm doing it in Laceweight Malabrigo in the color of Sealing Wax. Mm. And I also... Yeah, it's so nice to feel. It's so soft. Also, this past little while, a new beading technique going so much faster because up here I was using the, the floss method. Yeah, dental floss method, yeah. Because I didn't have a crochet hook small enough. Yep. And I also, you can't exactly go and pull a crochet hook out of its packaging to try it in your beads in the store. So I was guessing, yeah. yeah, and I guessed too big. The illustrious Michelle loaned me her crochet hook and it worked. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, going so much faster. Yay! Yay! Loving it. I was not dreading the beading rose anymore. So I might actually be finished this bugger before November ends. Yay. That'd be even better. Yeah. Because I just found out somebody in my office is pregnant, so you know what needs to happen. <laughs> so in other words, you need to make something for them. Yeah. Well, that would give you a nice buffer before oh. December 14th. I also would, you know, kind of like to get back to knitting things like, oh, some daughter air socks that are mm. languishing and... I'm kind of scared. I might not know where I am in the pattern anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to... Oh, no, I think I left that shawl in a, in a good place, so... I can even remember for a second where I left it. And I am still catching flack from mm. listeners for going to Connecticut and not letting people know that is still happening. <laughs> so, um, guys, I promise you the next time I have a trip in mind, I will announce it on the freaking air. Obviously, I just go to places where nobody ever wants to meet us. Ma, I, I'm just taking it back. They live near there. Like, but apparently, I was literally right around the corner from Webbs, and I'm like, ah, ah dang it, uh, dude! If you're going to Webbs, I'm back. I'm stowing away in your suitcase. Okay, we should go on a road trip, dude. A very long road trip. <laughs> a long expected journey. <laughs> just, just keep out. For, look out for the knit one geek two mobile. The road goes ever on and on down to the yarn store. <laughs> All right, and with that. <laughs> so that's pretty much me. I am I am hoping that if not by the next episode, the episode after that, I will be done this shawl and it will be blocking. Yay! In time for the movie. Yep. Yippee skippy. Because those tickets are now on sale. Yes, we need to buy them. Because we will be very bad podcasters if we don't. Yes. Okay. So that's you? Yeah, pretty much. And well, th- speaking of our Hobbit Along projects. Oh, look at that. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. It's so big. And actually, if you are listening to this, you can go to my Ravelry page. Nitwit1912 is my Ravelry name. And you can see the photos that I just took today. So you can see what it looked like as Maggie is squealing over it. Oh, it's so big. And it's, ah. This is Yeah, this could be taken totally out of context. (laughs) It's so big. And this is the the Lothlorien Cape by Susan Pandorf. And I have finished the first chart. Yay for you. From here on, I have the second chart, which doesn't have as many rows, and therefore the print is much bigger than the previous one. So I have, I'm actually on row 108, so I have 72 more rows to go. But they're always getting smaller. Yep. Wow. And in about, in about another 20 rows, they get smaller much more quickly. And actually the last 15 rows, I think of it, I think it is, is actually the neckband. Mm-hmm. So out of that 180. And that's just plain stocking it. 
Now, how was the yarn holding up? Because I remember you were nervous about the yarn uh, running out. Well, this is the third ball. Uh huh. I've got some. I've got enough for about. I I, I can probably get the next row uh-huh. in this, and I have one more skein. I don't know. <laughs> See, like the. The problem is, too, it's not like it is so obvious that, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a ton of yarn left over. It's not, or it's not so obvious, oh, yeah, I really need to get another skein. It's sort of in the middle, because, like, I'm showing Maggie how much I've done. This is where I joined the last skein. It's like a good eight inches of knitting, and it has been getting smaller. Yeah. And it will continue to get smaller, and I think it's only about 80 stitches on the neckband. Okay. So I think I might be able to get it. I don't know. I am lean, definitely leaning towards. I'm probably gonna get another. You can always cut all skein. of these ends off and wind and and splice them into one. Yeah, really long. <laughs> well, because this is where one of the ball ends. Yeah, le- yeah. Left. Yeah. So I just didn't bother cutting it. I'm just thinking um, of desperate measures. I also have a swatch. I could un- I could rip out. Oh, this is so beautiful, and it's the color of their cloaks. Yeah. Yeah, and I should mention again, this is Blue Moon Fiber Art Socks That Rock in le- lightweight in or no heavyweight. Sorry. In Tempest. Heavyweight in the Tempest colorway. Oh, look at all the cables. And you can totally tell at one point, depending on the light, you can tell exactly where I left off one skein and started another, but I don't care. Technically, you're supposed to, like, swap skein, you know, change skeins every two rows because you can... But there was no... If I have to carry two skeins, two full cakes of yarn around, there's no way in hell I'm actually going to take it anywhere with me, so screw it. Plus, the original was actually a gradient. The original pattern, you actually use, like, gradient... Yarn, so there you go. There's my gradient. Oh my god. Gradient in the one color way. So freaking beautiful. Yeah. It's it's still just maybe a little squished together on the needles, but I can actually sort of wrap it around myself. And I bet you're proud putting it on too. Oh yes. So see, like even if that's all that's left. Yeah. <laughs> it feels it feels so nice and warm too. Of course, too, the other thing I have to really think about, <laughs> or have to get moving on. The neck closure thing? Is get the closure for yeah. it. I want to use, like, a little, like, a metal frog sort of closure, or, like, clasp Yeah. closure. And, you know, it shouldn't be... I know exactly where I can get it. I just need to actually, you know, get it. I'm going to Toronto tomorrow, and I know there's a couple places where I can get those, so maybe I will grab them when I, while I'm there. And actually, tomorrow I'm going to be going to a new knitting store in Toronto. Ooh. Going to be going to Unit EWE. Store review time. Yep. I will have to report back. And because tomorrow is also the anniversary celebration for the Purple Pearl, so I kind of want to go to that. And just, you know, go to the big city and eat yummy food and get some some of the best poutine ever. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, if you go to Toronto... Explain go... what poutine is. Okay. One, poutine, or actually, I think the pronunciation that's closer to it, it's not exact, because I know... This is not exactly the right pronunciation, but the closer pronunciation is Putin. I think there's a little a slight S sound in the middle there somewhere. Um, but it's actually, it's French fries with gravy and cheese curd on it. Apparently in the States, there's some places, especially in like New Jersey-ish, New York area, they have this thing called disco fries, mm-hmm. which is basically fries with like grated cheese mm-hmm. and gravy on it. Up here, that's just cheaping out on poutine. Yeah. It's, we want to serve poutine, but we're not going to pay for actual cheese curds. But, so if you, guys, if you ever go to Toronto, there is a blue, French, well, chip truck, as we call it, French fry truck, in front of City Hall called Mr. Tasty Fries. And I think it's actually <laughs> owned by someone. The, the poutine comes from Quebec. And, the, of course, the best ones are made with 
cheese curds from the eastern townships. And I think the people who actually run this truck are from Quebec. And the poutine there is so good. <laughs> Fresh cut handmade fries and it's so good. Plus it's so nice, you know, you stand up in the winter, you get poutine and it's nice and hot and you eat it while you watch the skaters and the, on this outdoor skating rink in front of City Hall. And So yes, <laughs> that's what I'm doing tomorrow. Okay. Um, the other thing that I've been working on, because of course now the main, like I think the last time we podcasted, um, I'd stopped working on the Lothorian Cape on the bus. Yes. Not only because it was big or whatever, or because of the complexity, but because I'm short, so on a lot of seats, my lap slants downward. Yeah. So the problem wasn't so much the chart or anything, it was that I needed something to hold the cape. Otherwise, it would just slide right off my lap. Yeah. And the entire weight would be hanging on it while I was trying to knit it. So for the last little while, I have actually, I've needed to be sitting on a couch where I can put it in my lap or I need to be sitting at a table like at knit night so I can put the cape on the table yeah. and knit it. So to work on on the bus and also to work on at the movies last week because I went to see Skyfall. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Oh my God. I've heard that it's awesome. I love that movie. Oh my God. There is a bit that's a bit feminist fail even for the Bond movies. It's like, really guys? Really? But... Other than that, I was like, oh my god, I love this movie. So I dragged out some more Socks That Rock. Mm-hmm. And my go-to movie socks. And this is Socks That Rock Lightweight in the Sockgate DHD colorway. Okay. It was last year's special colorway for um, Sock Summit. Okay. Not that I went, but, you know, they had it on the yeah, website yeah. for to order. It is some funky colors. It is. It's like red and black and grayish blue and a sort of muted purple and a yellowy greeny. <laughs> All of that together. And All it's together sort of striping. Self striping, yeah. Yeah. Or swirling. I'm looking at that now going, I don't remember how to do my heels anymore. <laughs> it's a short row heel. I know, and apparently the last time I tried to do three heels altogether. In one. Well, that's why you have me. Yeah, I guess so. So. You know, as usual, I cast it on on the way to the movie, did the toe on the bus, and then I didn't finish, like, most of the foot that day between the movie and the bus ride home. I got, like, a good three inches of, <laughs> of it done at the movie, which I also I should mention, Knit One Geek 2 top tip. When one is knitting from a box-shaped bag, mm-hmm. so, like, a little rectangular bag with a zip along the top, and one is using the loop on one end over one's wrist mm-hmm. to hold it. One should be very careful how much one opens the zipper of the bag. Because one's yarn might fall out. Yes. And if one is sitting on an aisle seat oh in a stadium seating. Oh, dear. <laughs> one's yarn might fall and roll down the stairs. Oh, dear. <laughs> unraveling as it goes. Luckily, I was in, like, the second row back. Not, you know, way up at the back, and it went rolling all the way down. But, um, yes, I still had to... It still went rolling down the aisle, and it was still like, crap. I had to get up out of my seat, scurry down, grab the ball, scurry back during the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, if I'd been sitting, and see if I'd been sitting in the middle, because it's stadium seating, where the back of the seat in front of you is basically right up against the floor, yeah, yeah. where your feet are, it probably wouldn't have rolled anywhere. So yes, be careful. 
that you don't open the zipper too far. I'm glad so those you... bags are still getting some good use. Yeah, this is the one Maggie made. I'm, there was just one Christmas I decided to make a bunch of little knitter project bags, and I just opened up a box and said, hey, everybody take one. And everybody suddenly went, you know, ravenous. <laughs> like, wee! Free project bags! But yes, so. I'm actually almost done the first sock, and considering I'm probably going to be taking it with me to Toronto tomorrow, I'm probably going to get it done and start the second one along the way. Oh, yes. So, I have a little surprise that Maggie has not seen yet. No, I've been told that, it, that there's a surprise. So, last week I was at Chapters, and I was taking a look at Knitting Magazine, and I was looking through the October issue of Knitting Magazine from Britain. Okay. And, let's see if I can find it before I pull this out of the bag. And I saw this particular article by Hoxton Handmade, who runs the Electric Sheep yeah! Podcast. Yeah, ha ha, cool! It's called, Is Anybody Listening? Knitter, blogger, and electric sheep podcaster Hoxton Handmade explains why podcasts or should be a knitter's best friend. Cool. And then I flip the page, and there's a list called Hoxton Handmade Recommends. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) She is bouncing up and down on the couch, people. (gasps) Oh my god, there's so so much to see, let me see, let me see. Super Karen and Mega Maggie are two heroic and hilarious knitters from Canada mixing nitty chat with geeky news. <laughs> High five! Oh my god! Yes, we are mentioned in a knitting magazine. Name. OMG! Well, okay, I need I need to get a copy of this. I don't know if you can, but... I will resurrect whoever I have to resurrect to get a copy of this. I want to check the mag- magazine store downtown. Will do. Yeah, I squealed out loud in the store. Oh my god. And there's a couple chairs nearby for people to look at magazines while they're in the store. And they looked at you funny? Uh, I think so. I didn't look over. Okay. I was like, oh shit, I actually made that noise out loud. (laughs) That is super cool! Okay. And we are in there with, like, people like the Knitmore Girls and Craftlet. And actually one that I had... There's a podcast I was just started listening to that I actually found through, I think, one of our listeners' blogs or something, like a couple days before I saw this, and it's called the Caithness Craft Collective, C-A-I-T-H-N-E-S-S, craftcollective.podbean.com. And she's actually a podcaster from Scotland, and she has an adorable accent. Yes, uh, you were telling me about this podcast. Yes, I, I need told to you listen about to it. it. Because it sounded like it was up your alley. I mean, she talks about, like, Scottish things and knitting uh. and... Well, Scottish Highland things, and she even reviews whiskey. Sounds like my kind of girl. You have to send me that link again. Yes, I will send you the link. That is so cool. Oh my god, it's kind of weird. I'm going to have to check out a couple of the other podcasts that are mentioned here, too. Yeah. Like A Playful Day and Yarns from the Plane. Because I love podcasts from, like, I love podcasts from all over the place, but I especially like podcast or, you know, I always like trying podcasts that are from, like, not the U.S. and Canada. Yeah, because, yeah. And that, you know, feature things about, like, the places they live. But yes... Oh my god, Hoxton, we love you. Yes, we love you. Thank holy, you very much. Holy nut bars. Thank you so much for mentioning it. Um, and uh, if anybody found us through this article and is listening now, thank you very much for trying us out. Dude, I'm lost for words now. I'm happy. Obviously. Okay, so moving into Geek Squee. Um, for once, we're not mentioning anything Avengers related. We didn't mention anything Avengers related last time. Okay. I noticed. Take note of this, people. We can't actually talk about other things. Of course, well, briefly, as we mentioned, of course, Breaking Dawn comes out, part two comes out this weekend. Yeah. So um, there are um, Twilight fans freaking out all over the place. It, it is that culmination of, oh my god, it's the last movie, and then, oh my god, it's the last movie. Yes, poor baby. Oh, uh, well. 
It's like, well, the you know the Harry Potter Met fans can commiserate with you on that because we yes. were, we have been there that dealing with the. I want to see this so bad, but it's the last one. I don't want it to end. <laughs> Can't you just keep making them forever and ever and ever? And what show them like in all their vampires? Harry Potter's midlife crisis. Yep. Yeah. So of course it's too early to get box office, but apparently last night was pretty nuts with some of the like the number of midnight showings. I'm sure. I haven't even seen like big stats about it yet. It hasn't. I know some people that have gone and they mm-hmm. come out, you know, singing its praises. Oh my god, this is the best movie I've ever seen! I've heard that people have been freaking out about, like, losing their minds over the last 15 minutes of the movie. I will be going to see it with friends. Not this weekend, probably next weekend. But yes, into other movie news and other movie freaking out. You, Some of you may have a two-for-one in geeky movie freakouts. If you go to see IMAX 3D showings of The Hobbit. That's right. Because apparently there's going to be nine minutes of footage from the new Star Trek movie, Star Trek Into Darkness. And it's going to be showing in front of IMAX 3D screenings of The Hobbit. Or at least probably for the just for the midnight screening, I imagine. Whoever got the, maybe regularly. Whoever gets whoever gets that space in front of the Hobbit, smart people, because you know everybody and their grandmother is going to go see the Hobbit. Yeah. Well, see, I'm thinking I I wasn't sure if it's just for the midnight showing or mm-hmm. if it's for all the IMAX 3D showings. Okay. Which it could be because really, if you're going to IMAX 3D version of it, you're probably hardcore, hardcore, or you know at least a very interested person. Yeah. I could kind of see it, but I don't know. So I'm giving that qualification in case you see, you know, the IMAX 3D showing like two weeks after it opens and it's not there. Okay, fair enough. Now backing up and going back to Twilight. I'm going to call this a geek groan. Another Twilight fanfic has gotten a book deal. Mm-hmm. Haven't we seen this before? <laughs> well, it's because of seeing it before that it's happening. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, yeah, I... because of the, the popularity of Fifty Shades of Grey. Simon and Schuster have actually signed the book deal. With two women, Christina and Lauren, who have written a Twilight fanfic. I believe it was originally called The Office, and now it has been renamed something so that it doesn't get mistaken with The Office TV show. Yeah, it's actually scored a two-book deal. And the new title of it, of at least the first book, is Beautiful Bastard. What? Apparently they have said... You were joking, huh? No. Okay. Nope. It is the first project to make the leap from... According to this article in The Hollywood Reporter, it is the first project to make the leap from fanfic directly to traditional publishing without an intermediary step. So wait a minute, then what was uh, Fifty Shades of Grey? I think it was self-published per oh, first. Oh, okay, okay. And then when it started selling like hotcakes, they... It was picked uh, a, up. A publisher picked it up. But yeah, apparently... See, I'm wondering if all of this is going to be like the hula hoop craze. <laughs> where it was absolutely all the rage for a specific period of time. Suppliers built up their stash of hula hoops to keep selling. Retailers built up their stash. And then the craze just sort of died overnight. <laughs> and it was, and technically it was a huge loss because people were not buying yeah. it anymore. And I'm wondering, all right, how long is this gravy train going to keep rolling? I don't know. Before something derails. Yeah. I don't know. Because, let's see. So it says the fanfic The Office was originally written by by Christina Hobbs in 2009, and then it was taken down or taken offline that same year when the popularity of it got kind of overwhelming for the author. Okay. And it got it was like super popular, and she was like, ah, 
I don't know if I want this many people. Because, you know, of course, then she's probably deluged with, like, emails and yeah, all yeah, sorts of stuff. Fair enough. Like, ah, this is overwhelming. Not doing it. So then in 2010, Christina Hobbs joined up with another fanfic writer, Lauren Billings, and they started working on writing projects together. And originally they had no intention of revisiting this fanfic, but with the success of Fifty Shades of Grey, they reworked the original story. Now they said that the story, it stays true to the original story, original story being the fanfic, The Office, I think they mean, but only about, say they say only about 20% of the original story remains and that they've reworked it. So they've remained true to it, but only about 20% of the story remains. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how that works. Okay, okay. But apparently it tells the story, and quoting again from the Hollywood Reporter article here, tells the story of the whip-smart Chloe Mills, an intern at a company who is about to earn her MBA and embark on a successful career, but finds herself caught up in a steamy love-hate relationship with her exacting, blunt, inconsiderate, that's quoted, in the article, boss Bennett Ryan says the book is being pitched with the tag an ambition in intern, a perfectionist executive, and a whole lot of name calling. Discover the story that garnered over two million hits in under a year. Okay, well, she must be doing something right. It does sound intriguing. The way it's described <laughs> does sound intriguing. Now, I have to wonder, like, how much influence from, say, the Twilight books got into the first, into the fanfic, and now gets into the story, into this story. But in some ways, it does sound like a lot of other romance novels plots. It doesn't sound like anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. Not, And I don't mean that in a, well, it doesn't sound like anything different than what we already have in a way, but also, you know, it doesn't, it sounds like, you know. Your standard romance. Perfectly, yeah, you know. Harlequin romance novel type stuff. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, it could be, you know, perfectly legit, plausible and work well on its own. So, who knows? Alright. <laughs> Benefit of the doubt and all that I stuff. I don't know. And speaking of, we'll make a leap from book publishing to comic book publishing. Comic books are going to get the appearance of a very noted scientist. <laughs> and one of our favorites, because he is awesome. Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, was in the news recently because he says he found Superman's home planet. And yes, this man is the same man that let Cameron know he got the stars wrong. Yeah, James Cameron. In, uh, yep. in Titanic. Yeah, perfectionist Mr. Perfectionist. Yeah, he got the stars wrong in in the Titanic movie. So yeah, he found Superman's home planet in the Corvus constellation, 27.1 light years from Earth. That would be 150 trillion miles if you planned on making a road trip. And he is going to appear, oh, by this time probably has appeared, in Action Comics number 14. And I love that he gets to wear that infamous <laughs> vest. Yeah, there's a photo of him. In a vest that has a somewhat, you know, sort of classical looking sort of sun. With the face on it, on it yeah, and everything with the face like and that. And moons and everything on it. And they have actually drawn the vest in the comic, which is awesome. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm sorry, Neil deGrasse Tyson in a comic book is just amazing. Like, how, how, many, how many more levels of cool can you go above that? Of nerd cool. Yeah, of nerd cool. There's not very many. Mm -hmm. And actually, I've just started listening to his uh, podcast, Star Talk, Star Talk Radio. Okay. It's really interesting. I love it. Well, of course, because I've seen videos. If you want to, oh my God, if you want to be inspired and all the science-y things, like search for Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's N-E-I-L-D-E-G-R-A-S-S-E-T-Y-S-O-N on YouTube. And there's these great like clips of him doing talks and stuff like that. And there's some... 
really there's a really awesome one where he talks about like you know what the most common mentions that the most common elements in the universe and the ones that have the most high that the highest proportion we find find the highest proportions of in the universe are the ones that we find the highest proportions of in the human body cool so like those and those elements in the human body came from the universe from stars exploding and things yeah and it's like we are made of stars yeah, I've, see, I've seen that on several things. I'm yeah. made of stardust and stuff like that. Yeah, well, and Carl Sagan said, you know, we yeah. are made of star stuff. Yeah. Which is, like, awesome, mind-blowing. It's Just look for videos. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Anything with Neil deGrasse Tyson or Carl Sagan. Awesome. And moving from science to statistics, especially ones that, you know, those of you who might be traveling over Thanksgiving might find interesting and comforting. Apparently, um, according to... There's an article on Boing Boing that explains that the National Transportation Safety Board has actually found that surviving a plane crash is surprisingly common. Actually, they looked at commercial airline accidents between 1983 and the year 2000, and they found that 95.7% of the people involved survived. Even when they narrowed it down to the worst accidents, the survival rate was still 76.6%. Which is pretty good. Which is pretty good when you're talking about, you know, something falling out of the sky. Yeah. So not only do plane crashes happen very rarely, think of how many times you get into your car and go somewhere. Think of how many times you get on a plane. When things do go bad, it's still much, much more common that people are fine. Which is a good thing to keep in mind if you have to travel for Thanksgiving. Yes. And if you're somewhat nervous. Yes. About something happening. Because we are thankful for all of you. Yes, the odds are very low that anything's going to happen. But if you're curious, I should also mention too, if you're curious about this sort of thing, and if if you're not going to be freaked out by this, because even I was sort of like, hmm, should I really listen to this before I go on vacation? (laughs) Uh, The Stuff You Should Know podcast, which is another podcast I love, um, and talks about all kinds of different topics. They did have a podcast called How to Survive a Plane Crash. Okay. (laughs) With all sorts of tips. So if you feel like, you know, knowing all this stuff would actually make you feel better. Do they talk about like grilling the seats that are underneath you for food if you're stuck on a desert island or something? No, much more prosaic things than that. Like how to dress when you go on a plane. You know, where should you, where you should sit on a plane. Okay. That sort of thing. But I mean, I know I actually listened to it Right before I got on the right plane. Right before flying? Time. Yeah. Okay. I was like, part of me was like, on the one hand, this might be the best time to listen to it. On the one hand, this may save my life. On the other, on the other hand, hand, this might seem like tempting fate. <laughs> and I might not sleep until the flight is over. And I mean, as one commenter mentioned in the io9 article about this, mm-hmm. you know, planes are built so that in the case of you know, a variety of different accidents, the people inside will be protected. You know, they're built with certain structural strengths to try and make sure that nothing happens to the people inside. So we hope everybody has safe travels and has a good Thanksgiving. Yes. Lots of turkey. Lots of pie. And finally, as a little callback to something we mentioned, was it last week or the week before? I think it was the week before. Yeah. Or well, the podcast before. We finally got to take a look at the A-Babies versus X-Babies comic. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's so adorable, people. It it seriously is worth it. And from the sounds of it, from the comic book guy at the store, sold out like hotcakes. Yeah. Like, serious hotcakes. Yeah, you may not be able to get paper copies anymore, but there is digital copy. There are digital copies available, like, to buy online. Mm-hmm. And, oh my god, it's so adorable. You really, really should check this out. 
Yeah. Because it is all kinds of cuteness and squealiness, and it's funny, and you just want to hug all of them because they're so cute. I kind of like the bit where Summer's just trying to collect all of the... Summon the X-Men? Yeah. He's like, he's like, we need a good call-out or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we need a better call-out. And he finally he goes for, hey, I think I hear the ice cream truck. Vroom! <laughs> okay, and that's all the spoiler you're really going to get. Yeah, because we, we don't want you to miss out on experiencing it for yourself. But we are on the list of people to contact for follow-up ones. Yee! Especially because... Yes, there's going to be follow-ups! Yeah, I think the next one is supposed to be Baby Thor and Baby Loki. Which, O-M-G. I, I so want to see Baby Loki. I want to see yes. Baby Loki. I want to see Baby Loki so bad. I want to see how they do the helmet on Baby Loki. <laughs> oh, God. It's going to be so adorable. Okay, so anyways, moving on into Cravings, Covets, and Crushes. Because, oh boy, we've got a lot. Okay, so... Yes, so Twist, as of a couple days ago, Twist Collective has released their winter issue. Love me some Twist Collective. Mm-hmm. So as usual, we're going to go through and we're just going to mention the ones that we find that are like, oh my god, want. Oh, hey, hi. Spotted something you like? Yeah, and I'm like, what, a couple pages in? Lugala? L-U-G-G-A-L-A. It's a long sleeve pullover, and it looks like it's got a cowl neck, and it has a pocket area in the front, but the pocket area and the cowl are both lace work, whereas the rest of the sweater is stockinette. That's pretty neat. And I'm probably going to butcher this, but the designer's name is Ein Ryan? A-I-N-E, but the A has a little accent on it. Ooh, that looks pretty. That looks like a heavyweight shawl, which we are starting to need at this time yeah, of the year. Yeah, the Maroni shawl. M-A-R-O-N-I. And that color looks nice and frosty. By Agnes Kutis. Carestas? Again, anybody Search who's ever by heard, the title, please. Yeah, anybody who's ever listened to this podcast before knows. I'm deeply sorry. We if try, I, but it doesn't always happen. We try, but I'm sorry if I'm like I'm butchering the pronunciation of your name. Esme's cute. Yeah, the Esme sweater is really pretty because it's got these little sort of cable-y patterns that go up the bodice, but there's sort of a looks like a faux. Belt. Well, there's a, a tie right at the middle in the front, but it looks like sort of like a faux belt because you have, say, the skirt of the sort of cardigan up to about just above waist level, I think. And then there's cables that go horizontally around the waist. <clears throat> and then above that, the cables go vertical again. So, so it looks resume. almost like there's a belt, but it's, it looks <coughs> like it's knitted in and there's little ties on the front. And it's like it's a three-quarter sleeve, which is nice. Lavandula? By Triona Murphy. L-A-V-A-N-D-U-L-A is how you spell it. Could be Lavendula. And it's a cute little cardigan with lace sort of at the... At the busting up. Busting up, yeah. I was looking for the... I couldn't rem- and it looks like ribbing below that, actually. I was trying to remember what the fancy term for boobs <laughs> was. Oh, hi. <laughs> As you can tell, we're going to like a lot of I like this, this, epi- this episode. This <laughs> I- issue. Xiong? Or Chione, C-H-I-O-N-E by Maria Lee. It's a pullover, and it looks like it's got some very detailed, like, thick cable twisted stitch work, something like that, At around the, the neck and around the three-quarter length cuff, of the cuff that's on the three-quarter length sleeve. But it also is put in eyelets that are heavy at the top where the shoulders are, and as you go farther and farther down, they start to space out. So it's almost yeah. kind of like visual snow. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's got a turned hem, too. It's a nice finish. Yeah. Oh, yes, baby. <laughs> the Wheelwright Shawl by Hannah Markinen. 
And it's a pretty, pretty lace it shawl. It is. It is. It looks like a semi, like a big semicircular shawl. <laughs> or crescent tea shawl. Ooh, the chamomile mittens are cute. By Rachel Coopy. This looks like... And there's a hat, too. Two, co- two colors. Yeah, it's Fair two colors. Yeah. It's two color, and it's sort of cute. I love how it has, like, the sort of feral pattern, but on each side of it, it's got in... You by using color work to create almost this little scalloped lace, lacy yeah. look. But it's because this it's done in a white, like the little scallops are done in a white against the blue, so it does look like lace going around the mitten and the hat. I should say hats look awful on me, so I tend to not notice them as much. Ratana <clears throat> by Carol Feller, big surprise. She's one of those. She's one of those designers where it's like, oh well, of course I like it. It's by her. Yeah. And that's got, like, a lace panel at the back. It's a cardigan or a jacket. It's got a lace panel that goes down the spine, basically. And then lacy sleeves. But the sleeve sort of... It's almost like a... I can't remember what the term it is, but it's like a set-in sleeve where it goes in further okay. on the shoulder. And then that part is lacy, too. So part of the little part of the body of it and the shoulders are lacy. And it's but super pretty. just at the underarm and a very slivers on the back, on either side of that lace panel, is a ribbing. Yeah. And... It's a shawl collar. Yeah, with a wide ribbed right. um, button button band, but there's no buttons. Yeah. It looks super comfy. Mm-hmm. That I could see actually making, and you wouldn't get bored with that ribbing. Mm-hmm. That, that ribbing part would actually be your rest area. Yeah. Very nice. It looks like there's panels of the lace going down the front, too, on either side of that wide button band. The scribe mittens are pretty, too. Again? Again, color with mittens. Astra. Fina Goberstein. That's pretty, but I find on the on, I find on ones sweaters that have like or shirts that have a really high neck, a boat neck, like a boat neck that goes up really high. It kind of because of the space between like the collar and where my boobs are, it kind of makes my boobs look like they're doing a glacial shift downward. <laughs> <laughs> this also has a lot of stockinette, so you have to be very patient with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does have some very nice delicate work at the. Yeah. Ends of the sleeves and down at the hem. And, does, and it has some nice little raglan sleeves, too. See, this, would, again, would probably look bad on me because it probably looks schlumpy, but oh my god, I love it. It looks comfy. And it's, that's not because of the, the anything bad with the sweater. It's because of my body type. This is, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but Uji by Anne-Marie Jackson. It's U-J-I is how you spell it. And it is a gorgeous color cabled Aaron sweater. Like, boom, jacket. Sweater really? jacket somewhere in between those two. It's down to, like, top of the leg, and it's got pockets in the front, a very big shawl collar, that nice sort of, like, cross-dimpled work that yeah. you find in Dimpled a sweaters. And it's just, oh, it looks like a big, warm, cozy, wonderful jacket to curl up in. And I love it. The only thing this is missing is a cup of coffee and a cat. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, it just screams, and, and, and it sort of screams like Farmer's Market October morning. Yeah. Picard. <laughs> By Marnie McLean. All right. And yes, if you click on the the description. Make it so. <laughs> okay. This okay. is cool. Just for geek points, people, you gotta I do look like this. this one, too. Picard. By Marnie McLean. The the image that we're looking at is bright red, which I think is also yes. well, appropriate. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's, it's a cardigan, but what... It had with raglan sleeves and a little looks like a little bit of a stand up collar, but the cool thing about it is like where the neckline ends or like where the top button is below that. There's two panels and it looks like 
probably twisted stitches. Yeah. And above it, it's uh, just plain stockinette. But it moves down diagonally, diagonally from the these two col- these two rows of twisted stitches move down from the the top button between the bust, and it angles down to the sides. And it's basically making a triangle at the front of the body. So triangle they're, shape. They're and trying then, to take that Star Trek uniform. Yeah. I mean, they can't make... It's harder, and it would probably look awkward knitted if it was off-center the way it is in on the show. So they've centered it. I have seen versions of the... A knitted, knitted version okay. of the Star Trek Okay, I, I, re- I retract that. Of the next-gen uniform but what, sweaters. what this designer but, has done has centered it. And yeah. has made it all one color and has differentiated the bottom panel with texture. Yeah, because the bottom like. panel looks like it's like a very wide sort of rib or like more like it's, you know, say one, looks one like knit, like four pearl by the look of it. Something like that. It's kind of hard to see in the size of the photo. Ooh, and there's nice little like V detail on the sle- at the bottom of the sleeve too. And same sort of thing. I kind of like that one. Plus, dude, it's called Picard. Yeah. Oh my god, I love this. This is called Fitting. By Heather Hofel. And, oh my god, again, there's like these lovely little twisted stitch cables. This kind of looks like ribbing. the Lothlorian cape turned into a sweater. <laughs> turned into and a cardigan. Like, these like chevron patterns and a huge, like wide collar. Yeah, like and literally draping over to the, just to the edge of the shoulders. Yeah. And it's super pretty. That will keep your brain occupied. Yep. There is lots of pattern there. Lots of pattern. That one's really pretty too. Colleen by Talitha Kuomi. K-O-L-E-I-N-E is the spelling of the pattern. And again, it's got cables. Are you sensing a theme with me here? But (laughs) there's these cables going up the back, but it's separated by, it's like these horizontal bands of pearl stitches offset by, or reverse stockinette stitches offset by little, like separated by little bands of um, stockinette stitches. So it's sort of like horizontal ribbing. Which does give it a little bit of a snug fit. Yeah. I mean, it it definitely looks attractive and a bit geometrical. Yeah. And with the, well, with the snug fit, you know, then I also sort of wonder, it will hug every curve. <laughs> All the extra ones that I have other than the usual. But I'm sure you could play with the gauge and everything. Uh-huh. Simsbury is cute. Simsbury is cute. It's a bit like just your average everyday pullover, but it has just a couple of um, little, details. little details that make it, I, I think, better than the average pullover. I'm it's by sure. Tabitha Hedrick, and it's got basically a little eyelet and rib pattern at the sleeve cuff, the bottom hem of the sweater, and on top of these little pockets. So it's only 500 yards for the small of, yeah, Briar Rose Fibers, Glory Days. Well, it's 1,500. Three, three skeins. Okay, 1,500. Yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm sure what to... the weight yeah. of that is. Well, it's 4.5 mil and 4 millimeter needle, so I'm assuming it's a sport or a DK. So it's not the teeny tiniest of stitches, so yeah. that would not And it's got this really nice V-neck with this sort of yeah. overlapping ribbing at the bottom. It's But it's got cute. this pattern of ribbing and then eyelets <laughs> and then ribbing and then eyelets. It's kind of cute, and it, it yeah. appears at uh, two front pockets, the hem and the sleeves. Oh, mm. Granville, mm. Fiona Ellis. That is Again, a zippered cable- hoodie. Cably wonderfulness, but it's also kind of interesting if you look at the back, the cables going down the back. At some point, the cables basically split apart into these two smaller cables going down the back spine. And it's a hoodie. And the cables, the cables that go up the front on either side of the zipper go up and around the edge of the hood. hood. Yep. Oh, so nice. And the cable that goes up the back goes up the hood, too. I wonder if they even... So, you know, Fiona Ellis, I wouldn't be, even be surprised if they sort of 
one joined. Yeah, because it looks like there, that again, that big back cable splits into this two smaller cables, which yeah. is the same cable that's on the front, so it wouldn't even surprise me if you can't really see it because of the fold of the hood, but if it, you know, turned a corner yeah. at the top and they sort of continued into each other. Wouldn't be surprised. Very pretty. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. The Celestarium Shawl by Audrey Nicklin. See, at first glance, you look at it and you wonder why they're placing the beads that way, and then you realize those aren't beads. Well, there are actually yeah, there some are beads. beads. It's basically eyelets and beads, but it's not really lace. The eyelets look mm. like it's almost almost look like it's randomly placed. Considering the name, it wouldn't surprise me if they're actually in the shape of constellations. It is a circular shawl, yeah, and it is. You can see that it is knit from a center point out. Yeah. And the color work that they've chosen, it is a blue-gray swirly mix, so it actually does yeah, sort it's of actually a variegated yarn. look like a vortex of kinds. Mm-hmm. And all of the eyelets, and each eyelet has one like neighboring bead right next to it. Yeah. To I guess to catch the light and draw the eye. A stellar shawl map yeah, maps out the, the constellations. constellations. And it's done in Blue Moon Fiber Arts Seduction in Haida. Yeah, Haida is the colorway. I think it's one of the Raven series. Mm, okay. But yeah, so cool. That's actually, that's so she pretty put neat. the constel- different constellations in the shawl. It would probably be one of those things you re- you probably have to really pay attention yep. as you're knitting it to the chart because it's not going to have a repeat. So I guess that one right in the middle is the North Star. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of cool. cool. Yeah, that is cool. It's like a star chart on your back. <laughs> if you get lost, North Wind by Anna. I'm gonna try this. Mikuskova. It looks like a modern version of Red Riding Hood. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one is done in red. And yeah, it, this it one is done in red. Basically, it looks like the sweater. It's knit from, or at least the bottom of it is knit from side to side, because there's big cables that go sort of around the body and really big cables. Yeah. The the sleeves are unornamented, but there is a ca- a very fat cable that goes right around where the bust line is. And and that cable makes for the edging at the bottom, Oh, too. that's true, too. And it does have a hood. But there are only what looks like two or three buttons, and they are from the bust line and up. Yeah. So the bottom of it just sort of hangs open. Oh, my God. Glennis. Glenna, you're going to kill us. Because <laughs> she's got another gorgeous sweater. Berard By Glennis E. And it is a lovely cabled jacket slash cardigan. It has a shawl collar and it's got, yeah, it's got cables going up and down the front, twisted stitches and the whole bit. And it's, it's the, the photography. It's everything Karen loves. Yes, it is everything Karen <laughs> loves. Dang, nabbit. I dare so you to pretty. name a sweater that, Glenna. <laughs> <laughs> and what will you do if she actually does that? <laughs> Well done. Probably drop dead on the spot. Yeah. Well done, Galina. It looks beautiful. Because <laughs> it is everything that this picture is showing. It is, like, mm-hmm. relaxing and comfort and... and cozy and... Uh, familiar name. Aldershot by Barbara Gregory. <laughs> and it's a hat and mitten set that's done in color work. And it's some neat flower or leaf, you know, plant motif, motif on, yeah. the mutton, on the mittens. There's some others. I might have cut out a couple here because, oh my god, there's so many pretty things. This is a really good issue. Mm-hmm. I think Twist Collective is like one of the ones that I wait for, that I pounce pounce on the most. And as usual, there's some great articles articles in here, we're flipping through one called Myth Information, that talks about different sort of knitting rules and whether they are actually true or not, or when you can fudge them. And this is your uh, geek Christmas alert, guys. 
Or other holiday. Or other holiday. <laughs> if you are celebrating Hanukkah, you might want to start right now if you want to, because that is even earlier. If you plan on knitting for somebody for this holiday season, yeah, time's be running out. And I know you're worried more right now about the turkey, and I know you're worried more right now about the pumpkin pie, but as knitters, we have a responsibility to plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. We don't always do that. <laughs> so anyways, here is a pattern that I found. Soroyan by Liz Abenanti. It is a free Ravelry download. It's spelled S-A-R-O-Y-A-N. And pretty much it is a worsted weight, very shallow shawl. Yeah, a crescent-shaped shawl. That has a leaf edging on it. So this takes only 350 to 370 yards. It is worsted weight, so you know you're not going to be blowing your eyes late at night trying to do this, you know, all yeah. secret-like. So And it should knit up pretty fast. Yeah, and it looks like it's one of those basic ones where you start at one corner of the shawl, like one of the side corners, Yeah, and then you increase until you reach a certain point. Knit straight for a little while and then decrease. So one side is just knit in garter stitch. The main body of it is just knit in stockinette. And then it has the leaf edging. And from 200 that you 2,734 votes, it's got a rating of 4.5 and a fairly low difficulty level. So hopefully if anybody needs a very fast yeah, And it is Christmas a free gift, download. Yeah, so. it's a free download. <laughs> So if you need a fast a fast gift. Have at it. Maybe not the, oh no, someone is coming to dinner tomorrow and I have nothing for them sort of thing. But... No, that's not quite the fast night we're talking about. But, <laughs> but it is still oh no, November. I have a week or two. Yeah. It is still November at this point. And it uses six millimeter needles, so yeah. Yeah, you should you should be chugging along with this pretty easily, especially after you sort of get into the flow of the leaf edging. Mm-hmm. And you should just roll with it. That's my theory anyway. <laughs> And I mean, and it does have a certain shaping with the, you know, you're supposed to work it straight for a little while, but I'm sure if you messed up and you just kept increasing until you had half the ball and then decreased until you have yeah. half the ball, yeah. it would look totally fine. So, I believe it's time to wrap up, especially because I should probably get to bed soon. <laughs> if somebody's going, going on a grand tomorrow. adventure tomorrow, yeah. Yes. Especially if I'm going to be getting up to get the bus. So, hopefully all our American listeners have a happy, safe, and yummy Thanksgiving. We are thankful for all of you. Yes. As we mentioned back when we had our real Thanksgiving. Yeah. And <laughs> we hope that uh, your Thanksgivings are happy and that everybody who was affected by weather uh, in the last few weeks has power again mm-hmm. and heat again. And and anybody who doesn't live in the States and therefore doesn't have a big holiday coming up next week, we hope you have a very good week, too. <laughs> We're going to do a dessert day at work. Ooh. Where you just bring in a dessert and it's just like an all-out sugar fest all day long. <laughs> okay, everybody. Bye-bye. Have a good week. Bye. Thanks for listening. To visit our show notes, listen to old episodes, or leave something in our tip jar, you can visit us at knit1geek2.mtpockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1 G-E-E-K 2 dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can also comment on our Ravelry group. Just search the Ravelry groups for Knit One Geek 2. We're also on Twitter. You can find us at www.twitter.com slash knit1geek2. Have a good week, everybody!